righty, all righty. What's going on, everybody? Dwight with the New Age Goonies. We are here, and it's about to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's that time again. It's that rise and grind. His metal detecting time. Woo! All right. It's that time. It's time for Beyond Sight and Sound. Let's do this. Are you looking for a high-quality beach and sand scoop? Are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American-based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoops company approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. Extremescoops.com That's X-T-R-E-M-E scoops.com Hey boys and girls, we are going to talk about S&W Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at S&W Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing reveal from our happy customer, Jackie Sparrow. Chocolate ship shape and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were shillings less than others. I found my nine pieces of meat in no time. Savvy? I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at SW Shooter and Prospectors? Chuck Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one on one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you always dreamt of being a pirate, 
contact Chuck at SNW Shooters and Prospectors and he'll take a great deal for you. I pass with rum, not included. Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right, we're back. We're live. I know. I know, I said it was a good possibility that Sunday would be an archive. But we're here. <laughs> we are here. Actually, in, in all honesty, tonight probably would have been an archive, but uh, saw what the date was and thought, you know, no, no, no. People that have followed the show for a while are probably expecting, you know, some sort of 9-11 tribute show. So, that's what we're going to do. So, first and foremost, links in the chat and the description. Our friends over at Shooters and Prospectors, AIP, Extreme Scoops, Detectives, The Ring Finder, Snoke, the website, Mind Lab, Manicore, Update, Link, Terry Shannon's website, Midwest Refinery's website. Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound, Metal Detecting Central Illinois, Illinois, Iowa Treasure Hunters, The Relic Hunters, Detected Outdoors All Metal Militia, and Detect America, all on Facebook. You can catch DA Gang Live Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern, multicasting Facebook, YouTube. Can you dig it? Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, multicasting Facebook, YouTube. We're here Sundays, Monday, or Sundays, Wednesdays, has time and availability allow, 8 p.m. Eastern. And also, if you're into the YouTube side of things, there is Ohio Metal, De Ohio Metal Detecting, Crazy Spider Adventures, Detect Head Outdoors, All Metal Militia, Hopper Hoodlum, Quarter Hoarder, and Ill Digger. If you're into the YouTube side of things. So, how does that go? That, uh, we rambled that off pretty quick. Definitely. I believe we did anyway. I don't know. It's It's been a busy day for me. Busy day. <coughs> had to, uh... Had to stack wood, had a small engine, had some small engine work that had to get done because, uh, you know, trying trying to get get a plan B in place for, for Suki and in the process it looks like now I'm back into small engine repair and flipping a few items. Two non-running mowers in two weeks and two of them running again, so I'm doing a pretty good batting average. And now I guess it'll be on to other things. Actually, I should be focusing on other things this time of the year. I should probably be focusing more on, uh, you know, chainsaws, leaf blowers, snow blowers, stuff like that. But instead, I'm stuck with mowers and weed eaters. 
That's all right. They'll be needed sometime in the spring, I'm sure. We'll see how it goes. I mean, right now, for a lot of us, the grass isn't necessarily growing all that fast to begin with. Uh, no rain. The ground's too dry. Well, for some of us. Some of us, we've, we've got uh, more than we need for rain. And that's the way it goes. But maybe it'll be a good fall for us. I see Ohio Relic Hunter says in the chat that uh, he took a drive today. The fields aren't even close to harvest. And eh, I have to agree. It does look like the... Uh, it does look like the crops are still on in quite a few fields. But it is coming off. Slow but sure. Uh... Hmm. Celeste says she was out looking for a house to buy. <coughs> well, I didn't realize Celeste was looking for a house. I guess the big question, though, is if Frank bought a house and it seemingly looked like you did quite a bit of the painting... When you buy a house, is Frank going to do quite a bit of the painting? <laughs> oh, that, uh, yeah, I wonder how that goes. Hmm. We'll have to see. Uh, ha! Frank says candy corn harvest. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, candy corn harvest soon. Nice. Ah, he he's right. He's got a point. He's got a point. Uh, it is that we are getting into that time of the year where candy corn is extremely plentiful. Candy companies are still selling off their candy corn supply from 1983, and Frank will. Gladly take, I'll just throw that out there. Frank will gladly take any of it you can get. There is a use for it. There is a use for it. He will gladly take it. Definitely. Uh, hmm, let's see here. <laughs> yeah, three weeks from now, I'll wonder if she's found a house yet. It's a good possibility. Um, oh, and the fields are even full in Florida. Well, maybe that's the candy corn field, so. I don't know, something to think about. But yes, this is the time of year candy corn is plentiful. And Frank will take plenty of it. He has no issues. I'm sure if you can run across it and would, uh, you know, find it in your heart to donate to the cause, 
you can always message him and he will tell you right where to have that candy corn delivered and be very thankful for it. Matter of fact, it's it's been a it's been a minute since I've sent him a little bit of a supply. I may have to uh I may have to get another supply out to him. We don't want him going into withdrawal. Come on. He's he's building ugly boxes and Aquatex and everything else. We can't have him going into withdrawal. And if Celeste finds a house, she may want him to paint and then he may go into shock. So he's he's gonna need candy corn. <clears throat> Plenty of candy corn. And another another interesting comical you know, trivial side note. <clears throat> um, apparently, Ohio, and and some people have never heard of these, you know, unless you already know of them or unless you follow Detect America or anything like that. So there are some people that still do not know what these are. But apparently, Ohio is about to get its first Wawa. So that's that's uh, that's going to be interesting. That is going to be interesting. And we'll have to uh, who knows we'll have to stop in and and check it out. Um, let's see here. Yeah, that's nice, Bill. And give Frank a candy corn sticker to tell people he's on the patch. <laughs> yeah. And Frank says they're way crazy building uglies and Aquatex right now. Insanely busy. So he needs candy corn. Get that man some candy corn. Come on. Got to get him candy corn. Oh. That's the way it goes, though. That's the way it goes. Ha! Yep. See, Frank Frank caught it. Once you go wah-wah, you never go back. And there are some people. Some people are exactly that way. I mean, we've heard uh, Steve say before many times on Detect America, "What? There's not a Wawa nearby. I can't go there." You know. And like I said, for some people, they may not know. <clears throat> the Jersey peeps, they definitely know Wawa. And there's even a few. Uh, there's even a few Wawas down in Florida. If memory serves me correctly. But here soon, there will be one up here in my neck of the woods in Ohio. Actually, you know, we're, uh, we're kind of looking forward to it. It'll be a nice uh, change of pace. Anyway, though, uh, 
We've got the bills in. We've got the man himself, Frank, in the house. Um, we've got uh, Celeste, and, and Frank says there are a bunch of Wawa's in Florida. Uh, we've got Barb, who says there's no Wawa's there, but then again, there's... Come on, there, there's really not much of anything around Barb other than... Sky, I mean, I think they pipe in daylight and the mail's delivered three days late. She's out there in boonie boonie land. But we've got Dennis in and Celeste. Yeah, nice Dennis. I see that comment. That's good. That's good. So, and and the Bordners, we got the Bordners in. Can't forget the Bordners. Our buddies Phil and Shannon. Good to see them. Good to see them. But uh, obviously, I I know I had mentioned that Chuck would not be here today. Uh, Chuck was kind of tied up. He was doing. Actually, people that follow Chuck, they've seen the go-lives over the weekend, probably, where they've been doing some training on the new fire truck. And Chuck actually did get his training done early, <clears throat> I guess. And, uh... Yeah. There you go. Yep. You mountain folk need a good wah-wah, Barb. I agree with Frank. I agree with Frank. I mean, I've spent some time out on the East Coast. I've seen the Wawa's. They're they're nice. They're handy. Very convenient. Good service. But um, he he did manage to get his training done and out of the way. And he may be dropping in with us here shortly. It all depends because right now Chuck and gang. Yeah. Right now, Chuck and gang are probably out, um, out trying to drill holes in the ground. Because they are, they have, I believe, 344 flags to get into the ground for tomorrow. They are setting up a 9-11 memorial in their area. <clears throat> which really is it's that's awesome that's very cool of them to do i think anyway and that's when i saw oh the date yes uh instead of doing an archive i mean there's there's probably still going to be an archive wednesday I know people don't like the archives, but there will probably still be an archive Wednesday, and I will try my best to uh, put up a decent one. Sometimes we have had guests on the show where uh, it was a good show, but then after that, something has happened to where they are... Uh, 
they are not viewed so well. And I may not realize it. And I, I put the archive up and, and then there's maybe a little bit of hate mail due to whatever archive was selected at that particular point. So I try not to do that. Unfortunately, I can't be everywhere at once, though. So sometimes it slips through anyhow, and I find out after the fact that they're they're not, um, you know, whatever they've done <clears throat> has um, kind of made them not so much liked. And then that's where the uh, hate mail comes in. And I had no idea, so it, it's just, it was, it was an archive to throw up. So if you folks have an archive, uh, you know, maybe somebody that you hadn't heard, maybe it's not in the Spreaker listing, because we have all of our, every show we've done is archived. We, we have them. They may not be up here on Spreaker. But that's why we call them FTVs, because they're from the vault. <clears throat> we have every episode since the inception of the show archived that we can bring back at any time. Even if they're not in the Spreaker lineup, you know, and and the list just goes on. The the times that uh, Connecticut Todd was on the show, the times that Frank was on the show, you know, we we have all of those archived. The archives of Terry Shannon. Um, there, there's just you know, archives of Carl Fismer. All sorts of them. I mean, we had, um, well, I think I do have one archive in the dashboard that that may not be very popularly viewed anymore, but um, who knows, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll run that one, I don't know. I'm not sure. All of the archives when Layton used to do the show with me. We've got those. You know. We have had many, many episodes in the past where there was a wingman, basically. You know, we had a co-host. Uh, some years back, we, we had Dirt Bandit running with us. And he was in a number of episodes. Um, we've had um, Leighton. He he ran with us for a while and had a grand time setting in with us. We've had special guest co-hosts occasionally. Uh, Steve Zizulik. Um... Oh, good grief. Uh, Trooper Bry, if anybody remembers Trooper Bry. And Frank, yeah, he definitely remembers Leighton. He's a man. Yep, yep. Leighton, Leighton's a good guy. Uh, 
Barb says, oh my God, that's a flashback. You know, and yeah, Steve Zizulik, yep, we, we've had him as guest co-host. Uh, and there's even been a couple of episodes where we've had the gang from Detect America as guest co-hosts, basically, where we just, you know, we hit them all at once. So, yeah, I mean, Trooper Bry's been in there, and and Steve Zizulik, Layton's been in. Well, Layton wasn't a guest co-host. I mean, me and Layton go way back, and, and we ran for quite a while. We had a good run, and he was a very good fit for the show. We had good chemistry, um, but... Sometimes things things change, you know. You have to mix it up a little bit. And, and Leighton had other things on the plate that he had to do, so he went away from the show. Not that there was any animosity. <clears throat> he just, he had other things that he needed to pay attention to. And so we continued the show. I mean, it, the show was here before the the co-hosts and the guest co-hosts and all of that and and it continues to be here uh we even had uh some people may recognize relic dirty hands Lori gagne you know we've had her on a couple of times as a guest co-host and uh, she's been on as guest too you know sometimes our guests do return as guest co-hosts make a little bit of an appearance and everything. Uh, matter of fact, last time we had Delec on, we were working on getting a special guest co-host for that show. But uh, that couldn't happen. Unfortunately, the, um, the guest co-host that we kind of had lined up for that... Uh, actually had uh, COVID at the time. So we we couldn't couldn't make that one work. And we always know, I mean, Frank knows there's an open door policy around here anytime he wants to get on a show and all of that. Um, and <laughs> Leighton Harrington, the real ringmaster, I'll tell you what, and... and you're not far off, Frank. You're not far off. If if people could see his collection of rings, oh my God. You would just drool over the collection of rings he has. It's insanely crazy. But, oh my God. Good rings. Ah, we've got uh, Frank on with us, apparently. How's it going, Frank? Hey, Josh, how you doing, buddy? All right. Oh. I, uh, I just, I want to tell a quick, I want to tell a quick Leighton Harrington story. Oh? Because I call him, the, I call, I call Leighton the real ringmaster. Yeah, we, yeah. We had to go, we went to a dig in Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It looks like we may have lost Frank. Hmm. 
Wonder what happened there? We lost Frank. And he's gone. Yes, he's gone. We we lost him, but we'll see here. See, maybe we got him back. I, we I do. I, I don't know what happened. Neither do I. I mean, you were there. You were you were going to a dig in Rhode Island, and that was it. <laughs> I'll, okay, so I, I went to a dig in Rhode Island, and, and Leighton was there. And he goes, oh. And it was it was fall. It was pretty much the end of the season. It was just starting to get cool, and it was going to you know the, the weather was changing up north. So I, I run into Leighton, and he goes, "Oh, let me let me show you what I dug." So he opens up his truck, and he has a tray of I, I guarantee it was no less than 50, 50 rings, and and Leighton only really trade his good stuff. So exactly. I'm looking, I'm like, oh my god, the gold! There was gold. There was there was a 200 year old ring. He just had a tray full of rings, and I said, "Man, I said you you had a good you had a good summer." And he goes, "Uh, summer." He goes, yeah, he's going. This is just this is the, the last week. This is the last two weeks, and he pulls out about ten <laughs> other trays, and they were all from the that that current summer. The the man finds ring, and I mean, he just doesn't find. Rings. He finds like, he some finds amazing, amazing old. rings. Yeah, and I mean old. He he's got he's got some secret spots, man, that they date back hundreds of years up in New England. And he pounds. I've never. I've. I mean, I've seen some guys that, that find a lot of rings. I know guys that find a lot of rings. I have never met anybody that that, that piles finds the amount of rings that he does. Yeah, yeah, I mean to tell you, it was unbelievable amount of rings this guy had for one summer. And when this guy works a spot, he works a yeah. spot. That so, it, yeah, yeah, it is something like, else. Oh look, I, I I found another colonial stamp matrix, and he he got like a pile of thirty of them. I mean, my man can hunt. He can hunt. Oh yeah, I mean, and and he pulls these he pulls these things up almost like Dave Wise and his GW buttons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, don't, don't even talk to me. Dave Wise and his GW buttons. Um, he, <laughs> you think the guy could spare me one, right? You know, I keep telling him, you think he could spare me one? Right. But nope. Instead, we got to decorate a Christmas tree with him. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I want I want to tell that story. But late night and Harry, I mean, tell you, I, you guys want call guys the ringmaster, and, I, and nothing against him. But Leighton Harrington yeah. finds more rings than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he the guy is a gold magnet. Yep. He can find yeah, it. He, he finds, can sniff he it out. And he does. I a lot of people, you know, it's it's almost like uh almost in a sense like Santa Claus. A lot of people have heard of Leighton, and some people may think after hearing some stories, that that's exactly what they are, or just made-up stories, but no, it's yeah. the truth. The guy can hunt, and he is very good at what he does. Yeah, he, he uh, you know, he, he's got he's got his little gig with the boat, and he'll use that. He'll he'll come across some little little spots along that Massachusetts, that New England coast, and. My, and my man just kills it up there. And I mean, it's it, not just, not just, oh, I found a great day. I had a couple of rings, but I mean, the old, the old colonial stuff. He's got a museum. He owns a museum of stuff that he's pulled out of the ground. 
He does. And the funny thing is, if you're one of those people that are fortunate enough to be able to stop by his house and see some of his finds, and you look yeah. at these and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe some of this stuff I'm seeing. And that's not even all the good stuff. Wait until he does a treasure yeah. show or something and stops by the safe deposit box yeah. to get the rings. Yeah, he just got and I mean, just some of the most interesting, interesting finds. He's just, he just, he's just got it. He's got it. He's got the spot, and he he works it until it's dead, and and he comes up with some amazing things. Mm-hmm. And you know as well as I do, I'm sure, because uh, you know you've ran into him, you've hunted with him before, stuff like that. That guy yeah, is probably absolutely. not the one you want to hunt behind because he doesn't leave many no. pickings. No, and the thing is, he's not. He's not. You know, he's he's not racer X. He's not. He's not tearing through a field. He 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 works a spot until it's empty. Until there's yeah. no there's no targets. There's no signal. Very very methodically. Yep, absolutely, and that's why that's that's why he has the success he has. He's a he's a really really good hunter. Oh yeah, and and really. we've talked about it on the show. You know about micro hunting where basically yep. he's not moving out of a spot. He's just moving nice and slow, and he's got the finds to show it. He does very well. That's right. And and, and digging the nulls, yeah, he'll, he'll, if it's a, it doesn't matter if it beats a rich and null, Leighton's going to find out what it is, and, and so, you know, a lot of times it's good. Yeah, he, he digs it all, and, and obviously, like you said, he has the finds to show for it. He's, Absolutely. He's good. He's good at what he does, and... You know, it, it was it was some good times having him on the show. It really was. Yeah. But uh, yeah. he's he keeps busy with other stuff, and hey, there's there's always yeah, the archives always, I can pull up. He's always up. on the go. He's always always got something going on. And you don't hear from him as much as we used to hear from him, but not, every now and then he'll pop on, and man, he's got some beautiful stuff. He's he's still popping yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I mean, just because we may not hear from him as often or anything doesn't mean he's not out there doing what he does. He he makes some killer exactly. finds. That guy is good, I was, for I was, sure. I was, I was hoping Chuck was going to be around tonight. I wanted to tell him that that little, that little issue we were talking about is being shipped back to mine lab. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, yeah. I think I think I got I think I got one of those. I'm not I'm not I'm not spilling it out there because it could just be a one-off. I'm not gonna start anything, but yeah, I'm a. I, I was told to send it back and either get it fixed or replaced. Yeah, and and I've been thinking I I really need to. Uh, I mean, mine mine seems to be okay, but I need to do some further testing just in case. Well, that, that's the thing, you know. I wasn't I wasn't sure. Whether or not it was just me or the settings, and I, I I did a I did a factory reset. I reset everything on it, you know, running everything static and and uh, putting them side by side. And it's like, man, there's no way there's that big of a difference between two machines. <laughs> right? I, yeah. I did. I did call. I did call Debbie Swikowski, and she said absolutely. If you send it, and they'll either they'll either fix it or they'll replace it. Right. And we already know that uh, you know. Chuck's uh, little hiccup has been resolved, so hopefully exactly, this exactly. this takes care of everything. And then who knows? I I don't know. I may be the next in the lineup having to do that. 
Uh, but I mean, I know. I mean, I just I got I've got guys doing doing side by sides, and guys are hitting certain targets at you know air air testing at, at you know eighteen inches, and and I'm air testing the same target at six and five and. Yeah, exactly. It, so. And, and I mean, we all know sometimes there are little differences between the machines, but there is not going sure. to be a difference like that. Yeah, when I, when I put a big, beautiful 1697 uh, colonial copper or, or, uh, or British copper in front of it and it, it doesn't see it, it is an issue. I'm sure, I'm sure it's fixable. I'm sure they'll get it right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah there's, absolutely. There's a, there's a couple issues. Absolutely, and and I know when you had mentioned it, uh, you know, some time back, because we know you've you've been dealing with that for a while. I was a little concerned then, going, hmm, I wonder because I mean that's a target that the machine should see and slam all day long. Yeah, and I think I think it's a coil issue it, because it wasn't like that when I got it. It it, it seems to have been evolving into that. And uh, I figured, oh, let me factory reset the machine, and maybe it's just a I mean, maybe it's a glitch in the programming, and that made that made no difference. But they were good. I mean, I talked to I talked to Debbie. She was like, absolutely, send that. She would call them up, get an RMA, send it back, and uh, we'll get it taken care of. Right, and that's so at that's, least that's one good, good thing. I mean, they're they're usually pretty quick about their service and turnaround. There there was a little bit. Uh, a little bit of a delay with these because they, you know, they're they're still building inventory and everything, so they didn't have them to send. Sure, but absolutely. now they've got them to send. And yeah, no, exactly. And then, uh, and uh, I, I was I, I was actually told to have a dealer to swap out a coil with me, and um, they, they, they don't the stock's not quite there yet for the dealers to have backups of coils and stuff. So, but right. we're just gonna, I'm just going to let my life take care of it. Yeah, I I would say that would be the uh, <clears throat> the best option to go, the best route to go, and realistically, I mean, it, it's not like it's going to keep you from hunting. I mean, you've got multiple machines. Oh yeah, no, my my, my TTX is out and, and raring to go, and I'm 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 fine. Don't feel bad for me, guys. I have a backup detector or two. Right, and, uh, and you're probably dying to use it. Back, only you're back. building ugly boxes in Aquatex. Yeah, you know, I that, that the, the scary thing about ugly box and Aquatex is every every you know you go through cycles every year. Now we've had we've had a good year with the Aquatex because you know the, the, it's the first real summer you know full blown with the Aquatex, and uh, honestly we're we're almost sold out of our stock. We're waiting for the new the new parts to come in. And really, but with the weather never, conditions I, the way never, they are, Aquatex should be pretty popular I, I, right now because everybody's water hunting. Yeah, they're, they're they're going like crazy right now. But I never usually get orders from the dealers for for the ugly box until end of the month, maybe beginning of October. We'll start getting them, and uh, those orders have already started. So right, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, I, I won't say my summer's over, but it's pretty close to being over. <laughs> right, because you figure with the the ugly boxes, they kind of go in cycles. And once the weather starts to change. Yeah. Now people are thinking about, hey, let's go back and look at some of the finds we've made through the season. Oh, maybe we should clean these exactly. up. I need an ugly box. So that's, uh, that's what kind of kind of been the concentration of the ugly boxes this this past uh, week, ten days, because a couple of the dealers are now now they're getting ready for their their Christmas. To, so that's what we're doing. So we're, we're I'm looking at the inside of the house for the next three months, I guess. 
Well, and you know, realistically, at at the price point that the ugly boxes and the architects are at, that's not a break the bank sort of thing. That it it makes a no. great gift under the tree or stocking stuffer. No, and we're proud of them. Like I said, we've we've got a couple pair that have been down on a couple pair of the Aquatex have been down on the seventeen fifteen fleet. Now we made we made nice. adjustments, and and, and, and and if anybody's kind of listening, kind of thinking about getting them, just if if you if you are a diver and you you call Ronnie or or Chuck or whoever for a pair of Aquatex and you want them for you know better than ten feet underwater, let them know that you want a diving pair because we we counterweight them. We change them up a little bit for the divers, not because they're going to sound better than the ones that you have. The idea is to get them to sound the same as the ones that you have when you're underwater. Because you know, every every atmosphere you go, more pressure is, right. is trying to press against the drivers, and it's lowering the and depth. that so we, will we change it. Change it to the diving ones, and we and they're counting. They're a little heavier, so you no, know, offset any kind of buoyancy. And so yeah, so we've had a couple pair down the seventeen fifteen fleet, and. uh and it looks like I may be doing a couple pair for uh, a couple of dive crews on uh, other other diving machines, Aqua Pulse and stuff like that. So yeah, they're, nice. they're they're working out well, guys. are loving them. I'm happy about that. Nice. It's been a while since I've heard of the Aqua Pulse. Yeah, yeah. A couple a couple of hard, hard hardcore boats out there have, that are pretty much specifically using the Aqua Pulse. Um, we're, right. We are kind of looking at them now and. and uh, and designing the, the the connector for the aqua pulse. We're not there yet, guys. So if you got an aqua pulse, we're not ready to go with aqua pulse yet. Right? Yeah, it's that's it's, it's going to take a that. little bit of time to get the coating down. Yeah, that's all. We have to and we have to make sure. You know, it's it, it's it's just that aqua pulse is an expensive machine. Parts are expensive. So yeah. to be for me to get a couple of connectors to try them out, you know, two connectors is you know one hundred and fifty bucks and. Uh, yeah, plus so I got, obviously, I got a guys using them that are obviously, if you order just yeah. a couple, you know you're paying, you know, maximum price yeah. where you get them cheaper in bulk. But first, you got to make sure they're going to work. This is the R and D that people go through. Exactly. We want to make sure that we want to make sure that they're going to be as good on the Aquapulse as they have been on on everything else. Right, and I'm sure they will be. Uh, by the time they're ready to release for the Aquapulse, because I mean, we we already know you're already making them for a number of other machines. Yeah, yeah, we're we're we're, we're almost we're almost at yeah. We're, we're, we all the big companies and and just about every one of their models, their newer models, um, we're making them for and 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 right now it's awesome. We can't keep up with them. I mean, that's how that's how fast we're blowing them out. And uh, I didn't think I was going to. I didn't think I would run out of parts prior to this christmas but we're real close (laughs) (laughs) right going oh boy i hope the rest of the parts get here in time they're 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 coming the problem is that they got to go through 100 locations before they get to us because yeah you get it you get a wire and the wire's got to be printed up and the wire's got to be over molded and that goes to four different places before it gets to me right Exactly. But anybody that's thinking about getting a pair, if they're thinking about getting a pair, I mean, really, they should already have a pair. But if they're thinking about it, they should just quit thinking about it and get it ordered. They're good. Well, hey, you know what? I can tell everybody, put them on, try them out. Um, if, if, they're, if they're not exceedingly different than what you're used to wearing, then, uh, then we're doing something wrong. These are, they, there's, there, and I tell everybody, there's nothing, they may look like 
your other headphones, but there's nothing inside yeah. these headphones that are the same as any other submersible you've ever used. We are they, the only. That's why, and that's why it's trademark. We're the only people building this headphone in this way. Yeah, they may look like other pairs of headphones, but they are not your average pair yep, of headphones. Completely different. Yep. Yeah. Completely, completely different. We there's nothing. We we use a completely different driver system. It's a hybrid driver. It is like nothing else that's being used in, in underwater headphones. And speaking of drivers, how's the supply of candy corn? You know what? I'm I'm down to my last bag of freeze dried candy corn. So. Oh. <laughs> Just to let everybody know out there that I have room in my cupboard for candy corn. Right, yeah. Sounds like it's about time to harvest some candy corn. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. I did hook up with a freeze dryer up in out in Texas. One of one of our one of our listeners, uh, she she connected me with a lady who freeze dries. She actually sent me, believe it or not, she sent me a bag of freeze dried liverwurst. She was able to pull and it off. She and it very well, and you know what? It, I, I, I'm a big, big, big liverwurst fan. I'm not going to say it was my favorite snack, but but it was it was freeze dried liverwurst. It was okay. I managed to eat it. Well, I, I shared it with my dog. They liked it too. But so you're going, but, yeah, yeah, it was all right, but it just wasn't freeze dried candy corn. Yeah, you know, well, kudos to her because she was willing to experiment with it. So, hey, yeah, sometimes that's that's all it takes is at least give it a shot. Who knows? Maybe it, it works out well. <laughs> maybe not so well. And apparently, she tried it. it you it, tried it. it, it, was, and, it, it and people say, "What did it taste like?" It tasted like freeze dried liverwurst. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that creamy goodness that I'm used to with my liverwurst. So it was all right. It was all right. Uh, that, yeah, you got a point there. I mean, the freeze-dried food, it, it does kind of change the texture. Yeah. Like the candy stuff I love. It's awesome. It's amazing. Liverwurst, I don't know if I'll be ordering it, reordering up real quick, but that's okay. Right. At least you know where to get the freeze-dried candy corn. Absolutely. I know. I know. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I got a direct line there, man. She, she, does, she does that right. There you go. That is awesome. Well, hopefully, you know, maybe maybe you get some uh, packages of candy corn in the mail soon, and and it keeps uh, driving the person, the driving force behind the Aquatex and ugly boxes. Yeah, I tell you what, it's been a, it it, uh, it there really wasn't any lull for me this summer as the as the ugly boxes died off like they do every spring. Uh, the the aquatech right ugly and, boxes uh, was, start we, we to, were kind of nonstop this year yeah ugly boxes start to slow down and aquatechs pick up and then aquatechs may start yep. to slow down a little bit but ugly boxes pick up yeah the ugly boxes are starting so it, it keeps it keeps me busy well that's a good mm-hmm. thing though that is Ab- definitely absolutely. a good thing I'm not, not, no no complaints here no no not at all. Other than maybe could use some candy corn. Yeah, I'm, always, I'm, 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 I'm trying to hold off opening up my last bag, but it's getting down to it. I may have to, uh, I may have to open it up. <laughs> Might have to Ooh. crack it open as the orders start coming in. I need that. I need that burst of energy. Right. Yeah. Kind of, kind of puts you over the edge there, where you can can make that final push and get them orders filled. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. 
that is awesome. Well, hopefully it keeps no, up I'm for looking, you. I'm looking forward. I, I need to get out. I need to get out and do some digging. I'm getting, I'm getting a little stir crazy. But hopefully oh, this yeah. week I'll hit, I'll hit the beach a couple times. <laughs> Bill Hayes is in the chat saying freeze dried Skittles. Oh yeah, no. Everybody's telling me about them. I need to, I need to order a bag of those. Everybody's saying the freeze dried Skittles are awesome. You know, we've got a person around here. Uh, that they make different flavor. It's like a gourmet cotton candy. Mm. And when you have cotton candy, you know, it just, yeah, it may be different colors and it just tastes like sugar, basically. This, what? definitely not the case. I mean, and, and they make cinnamon cotton candy. They make Skittles cotton candy. They make Warheads cotton candy. Uh, Jolly Ranchers cotton candy. It's phenomenal the stuff these people do. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a whole it's a candy candies that you like and you loved and you know for years and years and years. It's completely different tasting when you when you freeze dry it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we've had some of the some of the freeze dried candies too like the like bill was saying in the chat there the freeze dried skittles and all i think there were some uh, freeze dried peach rings you remember the like the peach ring candy and oh, yeah 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 different things like that and they were they were interesting to try um i don't know that it would be my my go-to choice all the time, but they were interesting to try, and and it's definitely an experience for people. If they have not had it, they should try it. Yeah, it's, it's worth it's worth a try. Like I said, it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but it, it's uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it, it may not be everybody's cup of tea necessarily, but it it at least is worth a shot to try just for the experience. Yep. Liverwurst? Well, Absolutely, that's, that's that's a little more experimental. It was it was worth a shot, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, the liverwurst was. Yeah, listen, they're not they're not they're not all gems. <laughs> right? Yeah, not all ideas <laughs> are great all, ones. They all can't be slam dunks. <laughs> yeah, can't all be slam dunks. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I fully understand. Fully understand. And we figured we'd take tonight, because uh, Chuck may be on a little later, but we figured we'd take tonight to remember 9-11 and all of that. And obviously with uh, with uh, your past career, too, we also happen to take the time to thank our first responders and police officers and military personnel and stuff like that. So thank you for your service. It was a, it was a very hectic time back then, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and definitely some memories for you. I mean, obviously for many of us, we those that are old enough, we know where we were when they touched down on the moon. We know where we were when Kennedy was shot. Uh, we know where we were when the Challenger exploded. And 9-11, we know where we were when the uh, towers went down, just like I'm sure... And it's important. It's important to talk about it every now and then because you know why you don't you don't ever ever want to forget it. Um, right. Like I said, we, you know we've we've got we've got grown kids in college that were born after the towers came down. That's just crazy to me how how fast time goes by. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of them don't realize the significance 
of that day. No, absolutely. And, absolutely. and it's unfortunate that they don't because it, it should be remembered. And, and that's just like even with you, you know, I'm sure you remember where you were because uh, I see the posts come up every year of yep. the anniversary of uh, your close call. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was I was actually off that day. I was I was heading across the bridge to Philly, going to a car auction, and uh, and I got to the car auction. They had to spin around and fly home because they were going to close the bridges, and it was it was a crazy time. Yeah, crazy crazy time. Yeah, and then every then everybody then everybody was on duty round the clock for like the next twenty in twenty thirty days. Yeah. Yeah, and it it was so eerie too with you know the no fly order, N- nothing yep, not in the, in the air. Yeah, yeah, the yep. skies were just Absolutely. wide open, and you're like, this this is a little eerie. But yep. every now and then you hear a plane, and it was a, a fighter jet. That was it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you would hear one, it wasn't just your average plane; it was a fighter jet. No. And they were yeah, not, not know, time. deployed immediately. It was absolutely uh, that was uh, it was rough times for people. And, and 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 the kids don't know. The kids don't know having everything in the sky shut down at a moment's notice, and uh, yeah, it was just you know not knowing if there was something coming next, not knowing you know what where where it was yeah, going. The uncertainty. Yeah, the Absolutely. uncertainty, um, and and I know I've talked before to many people that they either they may have been directly or indirectly involved with everything that was going on, and many people, even though they may not have lost loved ones or anything, they had relatives that were were there or very near to where things had happened, and it was it was a little scary for people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody. <laughs> There's not too many degrees of separation between anyone and someone connected with with 9/11. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, actually I spoke with someone today that they remember exactly where they were. They were on loading docks in Rialto, California, when they got the news, and they went back out to the truck and said, "Hey, we got to turn the radio on. We've been hit, you know, in New York, and you know they're clear out on the west coast in California." And they were hearing okay. about it as it was happening, and the way back east, because they were coming back east after that, they said it was just so strange. The sky was so wide open; there were no planes in the yep. sky, and scary times. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we 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 used to own uh, we used to own uh, apartments and houses up in Jersey, and one of the uh, one of the inspectors who we would have you have to call an inspector every time a rental property would change hands. And oh he, yeah, he lost his son. He lost his son in nine eleven. I mean, the, you 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 know, it's not it's not too far off that you know someone that was directly involved, no matter who you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Either either you know someone who was directly involved, or you know someone that knew someone that was directly involved. Right, exactly. There, like you said, not many degrees of separation or anything, and. And, you know, I, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to hop off at 9-11 for a second and shift gears and just see what you think. Uh, cause you, you've had past experience, you know, your past career and everything. 
and it kind of aggravates, it, it really rubs me the wrong way when you hear about police-involved shootings, and then automatically people seem to, they want to come down on the department, you know, that, oh, cops are harassing people and all of that. Yeah. We yeah, had... That, 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 it, it, it's very aggravating sometimes. We had, uh, last week in our area, a police-involved shooting because there had been a vehicle that was parked in a park after hours. You know, our park's closed at like 11.30, 12 o'clock. Right. And they were in a park at 2.30 in the morning. And the cops had stopped and wanted to see what this vehicle was doing there, seeing that there were people... You know, there was a guy and a gal in the car. The guy was playing some sort of a game on his phone when the officer walked up and asked him for license and registration. Happened to see marijuana in the car. Says, hey, uh, you know, you're in the park after hours. You've got marijuana in the car. You need to hand that over immediately. The guy wouldn't answer him. He told the guy, he says, look, it's a minor misdemeanor citation. I'll write you the citation. You can go on your way. And the guy put his phone down, put the car in gear, and took off. Yep. Next thing you know, he turns around, and now this officer has a 4,500-pound vehicle bearing down on him. That's right. So he had no choice. He had to draw his sidearm and fire. And unfortunately... It does does aggravate... does aggravate me to hear that the, the media and, 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 and in the in the day and age that we live in now, and it's gone through cycles. It's gone through cycles where the, you know cops were the heroes and then the cops are hated. But yeah, to hear there, you know, somebody come out of cop with a car and the cop has to has to fire, and all of a sudden the cop's a bad guy. Well, he didn't have a gun on you. No, he didn't have a gun. He had a he had a you know a three ton bullet coming at him. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a damage. lethal weapon at that point. That's right. And right. unfortunately, yeah, not, 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 to say, not to say every cop out there is the same. I get there, there's, there's been there's been plenty that aren't. But you're talking about you're talking about guys that will go places that no human being will ever want to go to, and they go there for a lot less money. Um, and and they, right. they go there for and they go into these places for no other reason than it's their job to do it. Yeah, and and uh, you know it's it's not to to blanket to blanket every every law enforcement officer and, and department with you know all the cops are all harassing. That's that's just not the case. It's 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 a it, it it is it is a it is a pet peeve with me. It is one of those sore spots I hate when I hear as soon as a cop as soon as the cop yeah. is involved in anything, all, all of a sudden it's you know oh that's all looking at, no not 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 ever looking into the details of what you know. What the other side of the story was, the cops right? Yeah, the backstory. Yeah, and I, I have tried to explain to people here, you know, uh, at least around here, and I'm sure it was probably the same way for you in in New Jersey. You know, to you go through the academy and everything, and then to carry mace, it's used on you so that you know whether or not you're using excessive force, so that you can properly react to the situation at hand and same thing so, with a taser it's used on you so that you know what that is so you know yeah. if you're using excessive force i'm sorry 
they're coming at you with a 4,500 pound vehicle. You're not going to mace them. <laughs> no. And, the, and a little, little side story that, um, in our, in our department, when we have the training and we would train with the mace, um, nobody wanted to be the big guinea pig. So, um, I used to get free lunches to, to volunteer to get hit with the mace. So I would get hit with the mace just because they take me to my favorite spot and give me free lunch. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But then again, I mean, <laughs> dude, you worked for it because I know what it's like to get hit with the mace. I've got many <laughs> friends that were police officers, so I've kind of went through some of the training with them and rode the lightning, you know, stuff like that. But you you get hit with that mace and you finally get that burning sensation to go away and a lot of people don't even think about it they go home and they take a shower it starts that all back over from that mace that was in the hair listen there was a there was a little little jewish deli around the corner from the police station that had the greatest food on the planet and I would I would get hit with mace today if they'd get me sandwich from that place. <laughs> it, was worth, it was worth the 20-minute half-hour of burning in my eyes. It was worth it burning again when I showered later on. But that food was worth every penny of it. Wow. Those have got to be some good sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were awesome. <laughs> nice. Definitely. That's, that's something else. But, yeah, I mean, they... Uh, is is just uh yeah we somebody in the chat say kids need to listen to the authorities and it, it it it's unfortunate when when there's officer involved shootings you know not saying that all of them are necessarily justified but this yeah, one was yeah, definitely yeah. justified and automatically everybody wants to you know, all oh, the cops are bad and guns are bad. And, you know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And, and the thing is, this, this, you know, and they're like, oh, well, the cop can't order you around. You know, in, in, the, in the old days, if the situation was, was tenuous and the, the, the police officer had to draw a gun and give you an order and you obeyed that order, more often than not, <laughs> you know, it ended well. You know, yeah. when you when you when the when the when the law backed up someone obeying the order of a police officer, not to say again, not to say listen, there's there's horrible, horrible you know, postmen, but there's a lot of really good you know, mailmen out there too. There's yeah. bad cops, there's bad people in every job. But if I if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling uncomfortable and I give you an order and you follow that order and it turns out to be nothing, guess what? You go home at the end of that day. It's when right, you and it develops into something else, and and that's yeah. kind of the whole point I, is for everyone to go home at the same, you know, at the end of the day, and and it still amazes me even even yet today. A lot of people don't realize, you know, the the sides of the vehicles. You know, they'll say to protect and serve and all of that, and they'll say police <laughs> across the side and everything. And a lot of people don't realize police is actually an acronym. Yeah, they they yeah. They, just, it, it, they don't know. It's just it it it, it is, and, and we've gotten into a we've gotten into a bad place where, and 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 again, you don't you don't ever. You don't ever want to put an, an honest and innocent person in, in, a, in a bad situation where they, they're interacting with a policeman with a drawn gun. You don't want right. to do that. But right. if you are, 
and you obey the commands, the likelihood of it ending well for you is a lot higher than if you don't obey the command. And, and more and more and more, the, 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 the media, the, the, some government, they are pushing for the right of people not to obey the command because the police are so bad. It, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it is, and, yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate to see. It truly is unfortunate to see. Because like you said, if people just, you know, step back, take a minute, listen to the direction, <laughs> the situation okay. is diffused pretty quickly. And nine times out of ten, that direction is not, it's not only to protect the police officer, it's to keep someone else from, from making the situation worse. They want to talk yeah. about de-escalation. Obey, obey the command of a police officer, and it will de-escalate very, very quickly. Yeah, and and, and you're right. It, it's not there just for the officer. It's it's there for the other people involved, too. And Absolutely. unfortunately, Absolutely. that's why we have went to, you know, many, many jurisdictions have had to run dash cams and body cams for documentation. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's... it's I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for the body cams. Body yeah. cams. I, I know people who have had have policemen who have had their butt saved by by the body cam. You know, um, it, it's and, and then I know cops that don't like the body cam and they want to shut the body cam off. I, I get it, but uh, if I was wearing the body cam yeah. today, guess what? I would want it on. Because, yeah, and you and know, you're it, right. It, it, it's come down to your word against mine, and yeah, and the video doesn't lie. I, I, yeah, exactly. I want the documentation. And I get it. You know, some some police officers may not like to wear the body cam, but in in this day and age, it's a necessary evil, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And, and I, I know a lot of cops didn't like it when the body cam whole thing started coming down. But you know what? At the end of the day, if if if, if the cop is if the cop is telling the story the way it went down, and somebody else is telling the story in a different way, the body cam settles that argument yeah absolutely and and in this particular case since it was a uh, a fatal shooting um you know obviously bci comes in right away and you've sure. got the the dash cam footage the body cam footage the audio the whole nine yards so basically there's your whole case right there review the footage and make your determination and at absolutely. the end of the at the Absolutely. end of the day, they, you know, people may think that this particular officer is a bad guy, but he had to do what he had to do. And yes, it's unfortunate that, that this other gentleman was fatally shot and, you know, everybody's sorry for their family and everything. But at the same time, you have to think about this officer too. He most likely did not want to have to pull no. his sidearm and, wind up killing this gentleman and now he has to deal with that you know hey i i killed this guy i had to do what i had to do and it killed him and i I feel bad for it but i had to do what i had to do if you think for a second if you think for a second inspiring your sidearm at another human being is is you know the 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 fulfillment of a lifelong dream you could not be more mistaken because trust me and this is from firsthand knowledge the 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 crap that you go through as a cop after that happens, is it isn't worth it? It's yeah, not worth it, it to get is, by firing that gun. It okay, is the, horrendous. What you have to go through is is you you do it you do it out of out of absolute necessity, not out of not out of getting your kicks. That's for sure. Right, 
and I'm sure you probably know a few, I know a few myself where, uh, you know, officers have been involved in shootings and many times that's the end of their career. They just, they can't do it after that. Sure. They, they got to find something no, else to do. A lot, of, a lot of cops won't rebound from that. But listen, again, with this from personal experience, you, you, uh, 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 you know, cops doing a completely good, justified shoot. You are, you are run through the ringer. You are put in front of a jury, whether, whether it was, you charged with anything or not. You get put in front of a grand jury. You get questioned. You, you get, you go through a lot of what the criminal goes through just to be, just so the police department is above bar, just because, just so it doesn't look like there's any favoritism. Trust me, there is no favoritism because by the time, no, not when it comes to that. Yeah, by the time I was done, I was I was done. I mean, I almost wanted to walk away from it, you know, just just because of that. Yeah, yeah, but, and and I know plenty of people that that have, you know, not that it was an unjustifiable shooting or anything. You know, they were they were justified shootings, but at the end of the day, they're like, that. I just I can't do this anymore. It's yeah. it's not worth it. And it's it's unfortunate because I mean they they were good cops, right? Yeah, but they just yeah. um, like I said, you, it, you strap on that gun in, in that badge, and you we say you you know you stand six behind a badge, and you're going places that nobody would go for a lot more money than you're making because you you're not make you're not making crap compared to the, the yeah. other risks that you take in, and you yeah, do it for, for no other you... reason, and that's what you swore to do. Yeah, for what you do, you're not getting paid enough at that time, and and you do it because that's that's what you swore to do. Like you said, you know, protect and serve, and it, you just you hate to see it when they're getting beat up like that over something like this. Yeah, exactly. And again, if, guess what? If you're if you're in law enforcement and you do it wrong, you're you know, yeah, yeah, then then you deserve what comes down. Just like the, just like the guy. It's like the guys who you, you know, you're chasing. But if you did it wrong, then you deserve what you get. But if you do it right, yeah. you don't deserve to be condemned immediately just simply because you're wearing a badge. Yeah, like you said, I mean, if if you do it wrong, then, you know, you've crossed that line. You're on the other side of the wall. Exactly. But if you do it right, exactly. then you're you're still ran through the ringer and you, you sure. feel like you're guilty from the get-go. Absolutely. For the, for the money you make to get to, to go through. And I understand why they do it, because at the end of the day, if you're cleared, you know, you're you were cleared. You were cleared by a major investigation. And but it, it is it's it, it's stressful. It's getting run through the ringer. It's it's a it's not necessarily to some people not worth the, the little bit of money that you get paid. Yeah. And for people that may think so, <laughs> like you said, it, it's not like it's uh a life goal or anything like that. No officer out there no. wants to be put in that position. No, it's not. It's not fun. No, not at all. And and sometimes they don't recover from it, things like that. But uh, you know, it, it's it's still good that even even if they can't do it after that, the uh, the service that they did put in is still appreciated. Absolutely, yeah, I know, and 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 it, it's it's. It's nice to, to when you when you meet people that do appreciate it when when you meet people that aren't you know but we're in we're in and I hate to say it but we're definitely in a cop hating time of history right now 
and the the good, the bad, and the others, they're, they're, they get be a little bit beat up on right now, and it's it, 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 it's just the way it goes sometimes. It, it, there's ups and downs. We've been, you know, oh yeah, you have periods of time where the cops are the heroes. You have periods of time where the cops are hated, and right now we're in a we're in a bad we're in a bad place, cops. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's unfortunate, and and you get a lot of people out there beating the drum to defund the departments and and stuff like that, but that's not the answer. No, <laughs> no, that, that 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 is that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. Right? Yeah, because I mean, and and you know, you know, you were you were on the force. Uh, a lot of times these these departments, it's not like it's glitz and glam. They're running on a shoestring budget as it is. Yeah. You, just have, you just have to go go through a lock, go through a walk-in closet full of bulletproof vests and pray that one of the bullet, the thirty-year-old bulletproof vests, would stop a bullet when you put it on. It wasn't like it wasn't like oh, just order me up a new one. No, you went you went through a, a, a locker full of old crap and hopefully you found one that was decent and you you wore it and. It's better today than when, when I came on, but it's still not. It's still not, you know, billions of dollars for every every toy and 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 piece of new equipment that you can uh, you can find out there. A lot, a lot of departments are, you know, operating by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely. But like you said, it comes and goes in cycles, and uh, this will pass too. And and hopefully we get back to where they're they're in a better view i mean not only here but across the country yeah absolutely and it will it will it'll it'll turn around again and and, and then it'll get bad again it's just just the nature of the beast right comes and goes circles all right, brother, i'm cutting out man all right i'm cutting out well hey thanks for uh thanks for the call and and you know thanks for sharing your opinion on the officer involved shooting and everything too because obviously you can speak from experience Anytime, bro. All right. We'll see. Uh, Enjoy the candy corn if you get it open. I will. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you. And I see Ill Diggers in the chat. Welcome aboard, Tim. And it looked like Tim was asking about shirt sizes. I'm not... I'm not sure what what he's talking about there. Hmm. I don't know. We'll uh who knows? Maybe maybe we'll mo- uh maybe we'll know more more about that in the uh future, in the near future. I don't know. Maybe Tim's working on shirts. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Ah, yeah, asking Barb for her shirt size. Hmm. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe Tim's working on shirts. Either way, good to see Tim in the chat. And, um, we have, um... We've had actually we've had quite a a very interesting uh very interesting call from Frank 
little, uh, maybe a little different content than what people were expecting. But, uh, it was definitely interesting to hear his thoughts and opinion on, on the officer involved shooting and everything. I know when it, when it comes to that sort of thing, Frank and I definitely, uh, we definitely have the uh we we have the same stance on it i'll put it that way uh which as frank knows you know all uh, nothing but respect for our law enforcement you know nothing but respect for our first responders the emts firefighters you know all of that um and and certainly nothing but respect for our military personnel, those who serve, those who will serve, have served, and uh, made that ultimate sacrifice, unfortunately. Um, it's... it's uh, It's no, no fun at all. Um, I don't know. Scrolling back in the chat here and seeing, uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Let's see. Yeah, looks like, uh, Tim must be doing shirts. And if you are, Tim, you should send me an email. <clears throat> and we can see... We can see what they are, or how much they are, or, or anything like that. Barb, does it say bad words? I don't think we have to worry about whether or not the shirt says bad words, Barb. Uh, we may have to worry more about the person wearing the shirt as to whether or not they say bad words. <laughs> but who knows? Either way, though, I mean, we've ran on for, for quite some time. Um, the important thing to take away because uh, we all know where we were for 9-11 is to remember 9-11 don't forget 9-11 it should be remembered and there's a reason for it just like we should all remember how our military was pulled out of Afghanistan and, and how that was a epic botched failure uh so yeah uh nah i like it it says ill digger he's one bad dude yeah yeah definitely tim send me an email or maybe i'll send you an email and we'll see what the uh what the shirts are and and uh what the pricing is on the shirts and all of that and see if we can't uh who knows maybe we'll have to get our hands on a shirt and and uh rep ill digger 
I've got a I've got a small collection of detecting certs that actually they're starting to dwindle a little bit now because of uh wearing them so much. Actually I've got a detecting cert on right now, the relic hunter shirt. Um they are kind of dwindling now because of being worn so much, so I may have to restock a little bit. I may have to see about ordering a shirt from Tim. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, either way, though, obviously Chuck did not make it in tonight. Um, he, he was busy setting up a 9-11 memorial, and you folks know this time of the year we always take some time to uh, pay homage and, and honor and respect to 9-11 and you know, those that were involved and first responders in, in any walk of life, not just necessarily tied to 9-11, and definitely our, our military personnel, uh, because if it wasn't for our military personnel and our law enforcement and things of that nature, we wouldn't have the, the, uh, the freedom that we do to exercise the rights that we do have. And that's that's the important part. I mean, those, those that follow the show know we have nothing but love and respect for our first responders, our, our military, and all of that. And, uh, you know, military runs in our family, uh, I was, I, myself, there's a soft spot, a soft spot in my heart for the Marine Corps. Uh, I was going to enlist in the Marines until I had my injuries. They were, uh, they were very interested in me at the time. And unfortunately, I had my injuries, and that kind of, uh, that made me undesirable at that point for the Marines. <clears throat> but it was probably for the best, I guess, uh, in hindsight. Because this was all, you know, pre-Desert Storm, all of that. And if I had enlisted, I was... I had already planned to do my 20, and... Uh, that would have most assuredly guaranteed that I would have been deployed for for uh, Desert Storm. And uh, who knows how things would have turned out. I'm sure at least my parents and friends and family uh, lived life much less stress-free, much less stress-free because I didn't enlist or deploy. Uh, so that's, that's a plus, you know, hindsight, hindsight. Um, that's the way it goes. Um, let's see. Tim wears high vis through the week and detecting shirts and hoodies on the weekend. Hey, I know how it goes. Matter of fact, Tim, I used to, uh, I used to wear the high vis when I was out detecting. Actually, I had uh, had my own logo done about uh, ring recoveries and had it across the back of the shirt, and 
it was a high-vis shirt, so I definitely stood out. You know, very, very noticeable, very catchy. And that's the first thing people would see would be the back logo usually. And uh, obviously that starts to bring up questions and, and you you never know what doors may open. Uh, when you're when you're wearing your detecting apparel, you know, whether it's something like that or whether it's a shirt repping like tonight, I'm repping uh, the relic hunter, you know. Other nights, maybe I'm repping Beyond Sight and Sound or Shooters and Prospectors, uh, Detect America, you know, different things like that. You never know what doors it opens, what questions people may start to ask, and who knows, maybe it gains you a permission. So you definitely have to uh, wear those shirts and rep those shirts, uh... For, for those of you that have the Beyond Sight and Sound apparel, it's always, you know, good to rep Beyond Sight and Sound. And you can still... Some people think the shirts and the hoodies aren't around anymore, but they are still around. All you have to do is contact Ken Guthrie and uh, let him know you're interested in a Beyond Sight and Sound shirt or hoodie or whatever, and... And he can get it out to you. I mean, they are still there. Just because the website isn't necessarily up doesn't mean that they've went away. They are still there. And, yeah, Tim, the, the high-vis, it, it actually worked out very well for me when, when I was wearing those. Of course, uh, I was much quicker on my feet. Uh... I was a little little leaner guy back then. Now, if I wear them, I probably look kind of like a lemon on feet. I don't know. It's hard to say. Especially if I've got some sort of strange hair color. Uh, hmm. Which, who knows? We, we It sounds like we're still talking about trying to do... Some sort of a fun little fundraiser to uh, oh nice, nice, Tim, very nice um definitely. But we are still talking about trying to do a nice uh, little fun fundraiser uh, for shipping for the kids' Christmas giveaway coming up. Who knows, it may result in a different hair color for somebody. Maybe Barb. <laughs> Maybe me. Maybe both of us. Who knows? Time will tell. We'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. But, uh, yeah, definitely, folks, never forget 9-11. Remember it. Uh, respect our first responders, our military, and certainly listen to those uh, police orders if you're in a situation where... 
the police are ordering you to do something, uh, the, the situation is resolved much quicker and much easier. And we all go home at the end of the day. And that's the important part. Everybody wants to go home at the end of the day. And speaking of the end of the day, we're about to our end. Remember, Detecting the Heartland is doing their uh, fundraiser raffles to help raise funds for uh, Ronan, who is a nine-year-old boy that has been diagnosed with stage 3 Hodgkin's lymphoma. Don't forget that. I did mention... Uh, I did mention actually Wednesday that I would try to remember and mention that on the live runs for for a while because this this will be a an ongoing thing I'm sure at least for a little bit for detecting the heartland and uh other than that like I said Wednesday going to be an archive it's uh it's time for treatment and then maybe we can get back to our regularly scheduled programming because at that point I do believe I will be through all of the appointments, procedures, and tests that I had to uh, get out of the way. And it should be smooth sailing for the rest of the year. Uh, infusion, it's... Uh, yeah, exactly, and go metal detecting. Exactly, Celeste has got it. Um, but yeah, we we are here. We are. We're, we're four days, four. Yeah, four, three, four days out from treatment, and thankfully, I'm I'm still getting around pretty well. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe this treatment will finally put me back up to par and we'll see i don't know it's it's a treatment that people have been removed from because it drops their white blood cell count too low and now mine is dropping for some reason but uh we'll keep at it we'll keep stepping the right direction and and we'll we'll see what happens and how things go we'll plan for the worst we'll hope for the best and uh Take the cards where they fall and do what we can with them. That's, uh, that's all we can do. I mean, we're diggers, right? We're fighters. So, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, probably an archive Wednesday. We may not be back live until Sunday, but you never know. So, stay tuned to the channel, stay tuned to the page. Stay tuned to the groups and get out there and try to find something. Find a bucket lister if you can, folks. We're out of here. Have a wonderful evening.